Hey, Saucy Bit Sweet fam, we are back. I know it's been a hot minute, but don't you worry. You know I can't possibly stay away for too long. The last time we connected, we talked about the amazing experience that was Coachella and the start of festival season. And yes, festival season is in full flux, but that's not the only thing that's popping. Pride is among us, and as you know, it is my favorite time of year. It's a time where we stand united with our LGBTQ plus fam. But not only that, we celebrate and applaud our fam for remaining resilient during constant hate and bullying from conservatives and people who claim to be on the right side of history, but yet are so far from the right side of history, it's not even funny. As you all know, I want to use this platform to uplift voices, not to hold anyone down or make anyone feel like they do not belong in society. So this week, we are celebrating our fam, and I'll be bringing on two guests who not only are part of the LGBTQ plus community, but who inspire me with their strength, their brilliance, and who do not give a flying fuck what you think about them. Those are the type of folks I gravitate to. And if you do also, stay tuned, because we're about to get into it. listening to Saucy But Sweet with Allie McPherson, a podcast where nothing is off limits, where we talk about everything from romance, sex, pop culture, and everything in between. Sit back, relax, and enjoy an unfiltered time where we keep it sweet and always saucy. I'm so happy to have my friend Terrence Fraser joining us today. Hey Terrence, so first off, I'm so happy to have you on the show. I cannot believe this is your first time. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you, I appreciate it. I'm glad to be here. So can you please introduce yourself to the listeners? You know, how are you enjoying June so far? You know, any summer plans? (laughs) Woo, um, (laughs) I just started a new job. We were just talking about this off camera or whatever, however you want to say it. Um, I just started a new job in documentary and it's like kicking my ass. Can I curse? Hell yeah, you better. Come on. It's explicit <laughs> podcast, okay? <laughs> no, this this um, this job is very, very uh, demanding. It's great. It's a really interesting and important documentary um that i can't talk about yet but (laughs) but it's good um but it's like it's just it is draining it is so draining so um but today today's sunday so today i went to the park and i just like danced i danced in the park i had my little speaker set and um you know i just i just danced in the park and just moved my body because we're so like sedentary all the time in our like jobs we we work at desks and we're mm-hmm. immobile for hours and hours and especially if your job is demanding sometimes you don't move so it's just important for me to just move my body and just be in touch with my body so i i try to do that yeah amazing amazing and any anything you're looking forward to this summer any tra- I know last year you were traveling. Woo! I might be going to Jamaica this year. I'm not sure. So I've already done a little bit of traveling in the past couple of months. So actually, the summertime, I might be a little bit more at home. Yeah. 
no, I feel that. For me, this summer is definitely going to be more local because I'm working and such. And, you know, I was lucky that I was able to go earlier this year to a Buddhist retreat and then Coachella. So I did some traveling. So this so this summer is going to be a lot just like local. Last summer I traveled more. But, um, hey, you know, that's what it is. And I also want to let listeners know we are CUNY fam. We went to CUNY Graduate School of Journalism. Shout out, shout out. Better yeah. than Columbia. Hell Don't yeah. Don't go to... No, let me, let me stop. You're going to be in debt forever, I'll tell you that. Right, exactly. You really will. Yeah. So, so yes. Yeah. So, this episode, as you know, we're talking about Pride Month. And I think now more than ever, I think we need to use our platform to really talk about the significance of Pride Month. And, you know, to all my listeners who've been listening for a while, I did a Pride episode uh, last year. Um, shout out to Valen and my mom, who <laughs> separately came on the show. And, you, you know, my mom came out as bisexual last year at the age of 50. I think that's so incredible. Can we just, like, take a moment to, like, just big up to your mom? Like, that's so amazing that she was able to, like, come to that and, like, be open about that. So, like, props to your mom. That's that's amazing. And I was the first person she told as well. Okay. It was so she did her whole debut. Her whole debut. <laughs> For real. I don't know what she expected me to say or whatever, but I was like, okay. Like, I had a feeling. Was that the first time that you had heard her say that? Was, like, on the podcast? No, no. She she told me in, in private, but I had my whole life, I don't know why, but I always thought I could always see her with a, with a woman. Mm, okay. And she always used to be like, why do you keep saying that? And I'm like, I just get the feeling. And I was right. My intuition, my whole life was right. You know, could we, like... Intuition is so important. Hell yeah. Like, I knew it. I freaking knew it. And then when she told me, I was like, you see? You see? Oh, God, Allie. That's not what she's supposed to say. <laughs> I might not have said it. I don't remember what I said. It was a... Yeah. Okay. Okay. You were thinking. You were like, you were like I, I told you so, but in my head. Okay. <laughs> okay. It was an I told you so moment in my mind. But deep down, I think she she always knew. I mean, it was never, it, you know, she always knew. I, I mean, she told me, you know, when I was young, I would kind of have little feelings. I'd be like, oh, I kind of like her, but then would just kind of shut it off because, you know, she's always been with men and still is interested in men. But, you know, she's open enough to like, and I felt like, wow, I'm, I'm happy that she's like living. She's so, she has so much joy, right? Like she has so much joy now that she's like come out and she's like, you know, yeah, told her friends, told her mother, which was not easy. <laughs> well, so all that to say is go back and listen to that podcast episode because I'm sure that that's like a such a fascinating story and like an important story and like an intergenerational story, like yes. like all of that, all all of those things. Powerful. It was such a powerful time, and you know I've always wanted to go to Pride, and I I just never went, and. I was like, hey, mom, maybe we can go together. And you know what she said to me? She said, no, I want to go with my friends. Oh? Oh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, the first person she told. <laughs> she collected you so fast. She was like, mm-mm. That's not what we doing here. I love you, but. I feel like we've switched roles, honestly. And that's, like, one of the things about, like, pride in general. It's like, it's like an opportunity to... Like, have freedom. Like, an opportunity for that freedom that you don't typically get on a regular basis. 
like you're not gonna see somebody with like like their ass out like the chaps with that like the ass flap out and in a leather pants and you know like a thong in the front like you're not gonna see that on a on a regular basis there is a like a higher level of I guess permissibility and ability to to be open so yeah maybe mom just wants to just like let it all hang loose with her friends and i don't have to see it no you know what and i don't have to see it that's and i i love that for her i don't have to be there for that that's okay i respect that from a distance so you know getting into pride um i just i'm curious to know what what is an experience at pride that really has stuck with you you know, that you think about or that, you know, what has been like your favorite moment at Pride or something that really is significant to you that you think of? You think of? I went to Pride, like, I think my first time was in high school. This is like 10 years ago, so I don't even know if my memory is correct. But um, I was working as an intern for Senator Kirsten Gillibrand's office and there was a like pride contingent Mm -hmm. um and i think that was my like first pride Mm -hmm. we got there i think probably like 10 a.m and we were just waiting we were just waiting for like a few hours actually but anyway we finally finally like head out i'm with like the other staffers at um chillabrand's office and it is this like amazing like rush because you see like like hundreds and thousands of people like lined up on the like barricades and they have their like flags they have like their like rainbow like uh flower necklaces and they're like rainbow everything right they're rainbowed out and everyone's just like screaming. It's just this sense of like joy. It's like it's like this yeah. moment of like we just get to exist and celebrate ourselves mm. and it's like okay, everything is yeah. fine. Like there's a sense of celebration. And I think that's like what pride is supposed to be about yeah and so that was like a really awesome experience for me for sure i felt that definitely and i really can't wait to experience pride you know as an ally and one thing too that i really want to get into today is just what's been going on with businesses and companies that support pride i feel like i feel bad really for the community because it's like man we're stepping into this month with so much frustration because people, uh, places like Target and Bud Light, like these brands are getting shit on for really just being inclusive. And these businesses have been supporting Pride for a while. I feel like year after year, why now is it like such a thing that's like, ah, I don't understand that. In the first place, it's like, okay, these Pride, the pride fashion line or whatever you want to call it it's and or the pandering that's happening that it's it's kind of like okay well we want to get your money so we're and 
I was, you know, looking at a post called Mucha Feminice on Instagram and they had a they had a post where Sylvia Rivera was talking about like how she felt as a trans um Latina woman um who was one of the four like at the forefront of like queer liberation like how she felt that pride wasn't for her anymore mm. and that you know the dollars the money was like kind of more of the objective now and that's kind of related it is related to the td bank and capital mm. one chase and mm. you know nypd you know having such a presence mm. in pride now it's it's becoming this commercialized thing so when we look at um places like target mm-hmm. and bud light i mean i these are companies yeah. they have a incentive to try to get more mo- as much money as possible to to maximize their profit and one of the ways that they do that is through different types of marketing towards different audiences and one of those audiences is the lgbtq plus community mm-hmm. and their incentive is to virtue they their virtue virtue signaling excuse me um in order to get more money to mm-hmm. profit I feel like if we start from there then we understand yeah. why they so quickly caved yeah. because when all these conservatives and people of who are you know they have these deeply held convictions about uh LGBTQ plus people mm-hmm. not being normal and them being a threat to children mm-hmm. and yeah. all these just absurd and like horrible lies. All of these things are projections mm-hmm. that they put onto our communities mm-hmm. and when they do that and they pressure they put this negative pressure on these companies and say, oh, we're gonna boycott because of all of these outlandish lies that they're like telling that have like their history. I mean, it's it's a it's a history of genocide, honestly. Mm-hmm. As you were talking, you were saying some profound things that really I I thought about Valen in the last the last Pride episode where they said joy is resistance, which is the name of that that episode and this episode. And I think the people that really, the bigots that think they're on the right side of history, they think that they can silence people that they deem as threatening, different, whatever, unholy, whatever. It's like, I feel like the more joy you have, the less they can really take from you because there's joy. And the, jo- the more joyous you are, the more angrier they get, the more enraged because they can't take away your joy. And that's what I'm getting from you, too, and how you feel about pride. They can't take away your joy. Even when you feel like, oh, they're getting on my nerves, they're hurting my feelings. They can't take that away. And that's something that I compare that to, like, Black Lives Matter and, like, really civil rights movement. Like, they really tried to tell us that we weren't good enough.
last few months, I have been steadfast on going to nail salons and either getting extensions or just adding nail polish to my nails. We all know that can do so much damage to your nails. Not gonna lie, they are not in the best shape at the moment. If you're anything like me and love getting your nails done, but are on the lookout for products that will hydrate your nails and leave them looking and feeling the best they can be, then Sundays is the perfect nail care wellness brand for you. Each product is non-toxic and vegan, not to mention it will leave your nails feeling refreshed and ready to go. As you know, we're all out here trying to enjoy a hot girl or a hot boy summer, so we need to make sure our nails are in tip-top shape. Clean beauty products are the best form of self-care. What are you waiting for? Log on to sundays.com and for a discount on your fave nail polishes, serums, and hydrating products, use the code ALLYVENUE. That's A-L-I-V-E-N-U-E. Your nails will thank you later. Are you ready to become the best version of yourself and live your best life? Are you tired of feeling stuck in your career, relationships, and your day-to-day -day routine? It all begins with you. In order to give your best, you have to become your best self. Stop living by default and create the life you want. I remember when there was a time where I felt like I had no control over my life. And the best life coach slash relationship coach to help me put my life back together is Odette Godonel. If you are a hardworking, independent, successful woman who lacks energy, focus, and direction, feels overwhelmed, stressed, and anxious, thinks there is never enough time, puts herself at the bottom of your priority list, feels a lack of connection in your marriage or relationship, or feels stuck and afraid of change, Odette can help. You don't have to keep struggling, and you don't have to figure it out alone. Odette has found the tools to learn how to stop living by default and start creating the life and the relationship that she wanted and helped countless clients do the same. With her help, you can learn to reignite the spark within yourself, improve connection, intimacy, and fun in your marriage, have the best relationship possible with your partner, have more harmony, satisfaction, and joy in your relationship, improve communication and conflict resolution, increase your self-confidence, self-love, and self-worth, prioritize what really matters and set boundaries, and have goals, habits, and actionable steps that lead to results. If you're tired of living your life on the sidelines, visit www.odettecoronel.com. That's www.odettecoronel.com. You'll thank me later. put that much stock into pride itself yeah. only because I feel like it's okay. So I feel happy. I feel mm -hmm. happy that we have an opportunity to celebrate ourselves and, an, and a platform to celebrate ourselves and a month to celebrate ourselves. That's great. So I'm not taking that away, but I, what I, I think for me, let me just say, I have been a little bit, disgusted by I kind of have to call out my like fellow gay men like mm -hmm. the fact not only like not enough people speaking out 
for like trans people and like the human rights of like trans people in general and like pushing back against these just damaging narratives about like you know trans women in like girls bathrooms and how much they're a danger like that they are that we that they are contributing to that narrative by jumping on the bandwagon and Mm -hmm. i feel like we feel like this is the universal we not me but like Mm -hmm. we feel that if we align ourselves with the more like retrograde and ignorant like Mm -hmm. uh, like ideas Mm-hmm. that we are going to be protected. We are not going to be protected. Mm-hmm. We are not going to be safe if trans people are not safe. We're not mm-hmm. going to be safe if non-binary people are not safe. We are not going to be safe. No, it kind of, when you said that, it reminds me of if we're not, you know, if one of us isn't free, we're not free. You know what I mean? Like if you, you see people being oppressed and you're not doing anything about it and you're just kind of sitting in your high chair like, oh, I'm good. It's like, how much are you really doing, though? What are you really doing? Because this is a human rights issue, you know? And I think what makes this really frustrating and sick is that we, everyone, like, we're dividing ourselves. And it's like, we're all humans before we're any other identity. Straight, gay, I don't care. We're humans. And why do we not care about other humans? People that are, quote-unquote, Christians that don't care about other humans. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, I'm just, that's something that I will never understand. I don't, you know, I don't have to agree with everything one community says, but I will look at them as humans and stand with them as human beings. So yeah, I, I, I think this is the time to really, I mean, hell, every every day we should be doing this. But I think right now is a time to really talk about this and change our perspectives. Because like you said, I, I people are getting too comfortable with human rights being stepped on. And I just want to like bring a statistic um into the conversation i'm you know i do date i've done data journalism in the past and so i think it's kind of important but the american civil liberties union aclu is tracking nearly 500 anti-lgbtq bills in the united states in the 2023 legislative session if you go on aclu.org they have um and write aclu trans rights map they have like a huge map of all of the bills that they're that Mm. mostly republicans are like pushing throughout the united states everything from anti-drag bills to you know telling people who like where they can uh you know use the bathroom yeah um, telling people where they can play sports and where they can't play sports, um, and just criminalizing education, the education system in general, and all of these things. So, yes, there are so many attacks on our communities right, uh, right at this moment, and against trans people mm-hmm. in particular. But what I think gives me hope though is there are so many people that are pushing back and fighting back against all of this stuff and 
these legislative efforts. And I mean, I think one of the strongest um, examples of that is the like communal efforts of the trans community mm. in like caring for each other in terms of like mutual aid. Yeah, I I agree so much with that. And speaking of people who give me hope and and hopefully, you know, every, a lot of people also in the LGBTQ plus community, you know, shout out to the people that are really using their platforms and have millions of followers to speak out against this. Like Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade have been big. And Zaya, big. Like, are you kidding? Like, you heard the speeches? I mean, Dwayne said we're leaving Florida because we don't feel okay here. He's one of the most transphobic, homophobic states. I mean, we know this. Everybody knows DeSantis, who's running for president, is one of the most transphobic, homophobic people in office. And if he's president, y'all, they're going to be some big protests like the Trump protests. And I'm joining. Lizzo, Lizzo has been speaking out. Lizzo um, even brought, um, you know, some drag queens to on the stage because drag queens have been attacked. I don't know why they're I'm like, what? What are drag queens doing to anybody? Elliot Page. So many, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking of celebrities because they have the biggest platforms really, you know, bigger than I have that are speaking out. But yes, I mean, this is the end of this section. The, the you know, the, the next um, guest we're gonna have on is Sage Anderson. Shout out to Sage, who's a Rolling Stone editor. Pronouns he, they. Yeah, I wanted to have this conversation. And of course, I wanted to have people that are in the community, not, not just me talking about it, because I have my own thoughts. But I really wanted to talk to you guys about this. And yeah, this has been a great conversation. Come back on anytime. Come on now. You know, you're always welcome. Thank welcome. you. I appreciate it. Before we go for our Saucy But Sweet Tune of the Week segment, I wanted to spotlight Naima Bug, a Bronx-based R&B artist and Nitrian Buddhist who was a force to be reckoned with. Here is Naima. So when I wrote the song Seaweed, I wrote it for myself because I was going through a dark time in my life. But I also wrote it for other people to reach other people that are going through the things that I go through. So I was in a depressive episode. And when I get like that, my mind starts to run, like all my thoughts start to run and race. And it's a lot of negativity and I just get stuck in my head. So I was sitting in my studio just imagining myself diving into an ocean somewhere and just letting all the water just wash away everything I was thinking and come out clean like, and, and refreshed and new and healed. So that's where like the, the initial concept comes from. And so I referenced the seaweed and the salt of the seaweed because I was thinking about putting salt in the wounds um, to heal and to, to cleanse, you feel me? Like it stings at first, but then you kind of, you get better, right? So I was thinking about that. I was thinking about, you know, not fighting life, just flowing with life, like trusting life, like a body of water, like a river flows, trusting life and knowing that you'll be okay at the end of the day.
And that's all for this week. Thank you for listening to Saucy But Sweet with Allie McPherson. 